You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. The commanders last Thursday afternoon announced the hiring of this guy, Eugene Shen, who's going to preside over analytics for them. Um, I think oh, something like that. that oh, golly. You, you, know, you know how that to me. analytics. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, and, and and Harris is all about it. I mean, we know what he's done with the Sixers <laughs> and also the Devils, like big analytics movements with those teams. So, This is the Zabecast from the mean streets of McLean, Virginia to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. 
You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. Thank you for downloading. We have got a lot to get to. Al Galdi is coming up. Yes, my man Galdi is coming up today on the podcast. Tomorrow is our subscriber edition of the Zabecast. You could be a subscriber. I appreciate those who do. Yes, you get only one extra day per week, and it's $5 a month. But if you sign up for a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11. And if you want to go month to month, you can cancel anytime. And when you do cancel, I do not get mad at you at all. I don't hound you. I don't say, hey, what's going on? Was it me? It wasn't me, was it? It's you, right? I don't do any of that stuff. I appreciate those who subscribe. Many people subscribe and they say, you know, I love the Monday through Thursday. I, I like the Fridays. A lot of times, though, by the time Friday comes for me, I'm already on the weekend. I don't have time to listen to it. But I don't mind giving you the $5 to support the entire venture. And for those people, I give you the deepest of Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon, hands together, head bows at the waist. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bobby Knight has died. The legendary Indiana Hoosier head coach was 83, had been in poor health for a while, according to my friend Ronnie Thomas, who you used to hear on this podcast. He's doing great, by the way. Thank you for asking. There's no grudge between he and I. He is enjoying living a more private, not for public consumption, here's my opinion on this, that, or the other, life, and for that, I applaud him. But yeah, privately, uh, Ronnie, whose father knows Coach Knight very well, Uh, has said he's not doing great. Bobby Knight was a legend in every sense of the word. And he was one of the most mischaracterized coaches probably of all time. It's almost like the media needs a bad guy. The media needs a demon. And so they're going to go and find somebody who is easy to demonize, and that was certainly Bobby Knight. Now, look, specifically on the Neil Reed situation, putting his hands on Neil Reed, quote, choking him, which it it was a hand to the throat that lasted a couple of seconds. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable for even a legendary coach, but that was his low moment. That was the thing that got him, that did him in, basically, at the end, even though he had that stint at Texas Tech. That was interesting and a bit comical at times, but overall, pretty much not not noteworthy. I personally started following and being a sort of enamored with and fascinated by Bobby Knight when I read John Feinstein's book, A Season on the Brink, which I think came out around 1986, which would have been my senior year in high school which was really when I still wasn't into girls that much and I was just a sports nerd. And it was a fascinating book to read. And then a couple years later, when I was in college, the infamous Bobby Knight tirade came to light. And if you don't know what the tirade is, I will play it for you here in just a second. But I also had the distinct honor and pleasure Pleasure? No, it wasn't really pleasurable at the time, but it was honorable. 
I have the honor of being yelled at or snapped at by Coach Knight, not not once in my media career, but twice as a matter of fact. The first time came when me and my now buddy lawyer Dave, who was in the media at the time, not a lawyer, he and I decided to drive down from one-on-one sports in Chicago, Illinois, all the way down about four and a half hours to Lexington, Kentucky, to go see Kentucky. Actually, it was Louisville. Excuse me. It was Kentucky versus Louisville. Or no, 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 no. It was Indiana. Kentucky versus Indiana. And it was in, I want to say, I think it was in Louisville for some reason. Anyway, the details are not that important. I know you're saying, well, they better you better get the details right because then we don't believe your story. Whatever. Bobby, Bobby Knight was coaching. Neil Reed was still playing for Knight. This was before the infamous choking incident. And they were playing a hard-fought game against Kentucky. And there was a play under the basket in which the referees called a turnover, or I think a foul, on Neil Reed for touching the basketball. And, of course, back then we're talking 1992? No, 94, 95-ish. There was no replay in basketball. Oh, it was a glorious time. But it was a bang-bang call. Nobody really saw it. And after the game, Bobby Knight, in his presser, was asking the media, well, did Reed touch the ball? Did he? And it was deadly silent in a huge room of reporters and writers and broadcasters. I mean, easily 40 or 50 paid media deep. And I'm there with my boy, Lawyer Dave, pretty much on a field trip. <laughs> we were the, we got a press pass just because we worked for one-on-one sports, but we didn't really cover Indiana basketball full-time. We just were like, hey, we, we'd like to come to the game. Can we get a press pass? And they go, sure. So from the back of the room, I don't know what possessed me to do this. After Knight badgered the press, badgered the media saying, what? Nobody saw anything. What the hell do you guys even watch, he said. For some reason, from the back of the room, a fella who looked a lot like, well, me, but wore skinnier pants and had a bit of a tuft of hair, decided to call out, yeah, he touched the ball, coach. He did. He got it. Oh, really? Who is that? (laughs) It's like, who said that? I'm like, I raised my hand. I was like, yeah, I was right there under the baseline because we did have baseline seats. I'm like, yep, he touched the ball. There was a slight pause. I'm feeling the eyes of 40 to 50 media members who were too big a pussies to actually respond to Bobby Knight's challenge, just staring daggers into me. Don't make eye contact. And I watch Bobby Knight take a pause and with sort of a sarcastic anyway say, well, then you must be some kind of detective then. And he quickly moved on to something else. <laughs> it was great. We talked about it the entire ride home. It's like, okay, can you believe that? I can't believe you say that tonight. Unbelievable. The second time I got snipped at by night, far more recently, I want to say 2011, 
in Vegas after Knight had retired, Billy Packer had retired from doing games, and the two of them decided to go do a promotional bit for the Palazzo where we were staying for one of the early Zabe Vegases. And we had Bobby Knight on the radio show with me and Andy, Andy Poland of Team 980. And we were talking about, you know, a bunch of different things. And I believe Bobby Knight had somebody who was a nephew or a, uh, a nephew was on a team. I forget what the thing was. And he talked about rooting for whoever because of his nephew. And I said, okay, well, coach, even though you said you've got a you've got a conflict of interest in this game because so-and-so stopped me mid-sentence. He goes, I-, I didn't say that. I just said I think, and he went on. <laughs> he quickly got so mad, he's like, okay, you know what? How do we get him to not talk? He turns to Andy and starts bullying me, saying, how do we get him to not talk? <laughs> Can he sit on that microphone? <laughs> he was such a dick. But I loved it. I loved it because guess what? He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. I put words into his mouth that he actually did not say himself. And that is a important detail that I respect. Bobby Knight, legend, 83 years old. There will never, ever be another one of them. Just like there will never be a tirade caught on audio tape quite like this, which was so loud, Bobby Knight, as you'll hear in this bite, was ripping his team so badly that somebody with a mere tape recorder hit record standing outside the locker room. And the fire and the brimstone from Robert Montgomery Knight not only probably peeled the paint off the walls inside, but came pouring through the concrete and cinder block and the steel door so that the world could get a glimpse of what it must be like to stand under the dragon's fiery breath after a bad home loss in the Big Ten. Want to play? Then I'm getting the fuck out of here. I mean, if you're not going to recover Greg Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by it, if the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three-second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him, then I'm leaving and you fucking guys will run till you can't even suffer. Now hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an 8 and 10 record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now you may be, but I'm not. Now I'm gonna fucking guarantee you that if we don't play up there Monday night, you ain't gonna believe the next four fucking days. Now I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Now you better fucking understand that right now. This is absolute fucking bullshit. Now I'll fucking run your ass right in the ground. I mean, I'll fucking run you. You'll think last night was a fucking picnic. I had to sit around for a fucking year with an 8 and 10 record in this fucking league. And I mean, you will not put me in that fucking position again. Or you will goddamn pay for it like you can't fucking believe. Now you better get your head out of your ass. And there it was. Now, if you want something even funnier, well, maybe not funnier. That wasn't funny per se. And probably some of you out there going, you know, I'm glad that they don't allow this anymore. That's abuse. That, that, that's not good coaching. That's abuse right there. Okay. 
Depends on how much you believe in old school tactics. But if you want something funny, go ahead and go to YouTube and search for Bobby Knight golf instructional video outtakes. And you will see you will see something that makes you say, oh my God. If you haven't seen it already, you'll say, how did I not know this existed in the world until right now? And to that I say, you're welcome. Quick break when we come back. Albert I. Galdi on the sell-off in Washington with the Commanders and his thoughts on the Fall Classic, Major League Baseball, and more. You're listening to the ZabeCast. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Al Galdi joining us from the legendary Al Galdi podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, it is the definitive DC sports podcast up to episode number what now, Galdi? Thursday morning show will be 691. We are approaching 700. We are approaching Barry Bonds career home run total, (laughs) but there's not a whiff of uh, PED usage, at least not that any that you can prove. Oh my God. I love it. By the way, did you ever think you'd get to 791? Uh, I didn't think I'd get to six. So yeah. Right. That's good. Well, I'm glad that it's thriving. Uh, Al Galdi podcast, get it. Galdi knows, covers, and analyzes the DC market better than anybody. And I said I'm due for a visit with you because I want your take on the great dismantling of the four ones defensive front for the commanders <laughs> that just yeah. never came to fruition. What happened? Yeah, it's uh, such a fascinating thing, and it is maddening, but I think it's also like very enlightening and instructive about the current state of the NFL. I think for years we all kind of understood the reality of good defense beat good offense. Not every time, but a lot of the time, you know. And sure. That has stopped. You know, the league has changed in that regard. The last, like, five years especially, more and more, like, you're seeing good defenses get worked by good offenses, especially in the postseason. And so you look at what Washington did, and this wasn't necessarily by design or part of, like, some overarching strategy. I mean, this happened over two regimes, but 
The team has spent a first-round pick on a defensive player in six of the last seven NFL drafts. So in this era of, like, unprecedented, certainly passing offense, in this era of, you know, offense leading the way like maybe never before, this team has, like, doubled down on defense in terms of draft capital, in terms of salary cap space. And what you've gotten is a defense defense that has been inconsistent. Like, there have been some good seasons, but there have been some really bad seasons. And that's kind of how defense is now in the NFL. It's unreliable. It's volatile. It's a function, I think, in a lot of ways of the quarterbacks, the defense faces. And so you have this defensive line. All four players, like, they're not bad players. And if you isolate each guy, like, you could say good things about each guy. But the whole so often was less than the sum of the parts. They didn't always play well together. But even with them playing well at times, it wasn't enough to prevent good quarterbacks from doing what they do. And so I, I think this there, there's been like an awakening here. And, and I think it's encouraging with the new owner, Josh Harris. He's a big analytics guy. I think he gets stuff like this. You don't go with defense. You don't uh, pour a bunch of resources into defense. Not that defense doesn't matter. Of course it does. But offense is the thing. Offense leads the way. And the league it, it has changed in that way, I think, in a big way. And uh, I think a lot of that is what is a part of what has happened with Washington. I also think maybe this proves you shouldn't go all in on one position group repeatedly, yeah. that yeah. you should always spread your draft picks around so you're building all parts of your team. Because it seems like the marginal improvement from another number one pick next to your other number one pick on the defensive front four didn't have as much impact as you might think. I think that's very true. I I think we all get how sports work. If you take four guys, each of whom is capable of having 10 sacks, you don't just get 40 sacks from that unit. That's not how it works. (laughs) It's like in in the NBA. If you had a starting five of guys who each average 30 points a game, they're not putting up 150 points per game. That's not the way that things work. Like It matters how guys play with each other. There's only so much production that realistically is going to be attained. So no doubt. And You know, I think also, like, when you think about the draft, and I know there are a lot of different draft strategies, but positional value we know matters a lot. I think whether you're an offensive player or defensive player needs to start weighing in on positional value. Like, I think there is an extra weight now that you should get if you're an offensive player because I think that that does matter more than defense. And, again, it's not that defense doesn't matter. Like, you don't want a defense that's trash. But, you know, whether you have, like, a top – 10 defense or a top, you know, 16 defense. I don't know that that matters that much. You just, you just don't want your defense to be awful, right? You want it to be functional. Right. If it's functional, I think you can win. I think it matters a lot more that you can score points and throw the football effectively. Yeah, I think there is a concept of overkill. You mentioned that, you know, you don't just get 40 sacks because he got four 10-sack possible guys up front. Reminds me of the great baseball experiment, Al, of Albert Bell and Frank Thomas. At yeah. the peak of their prowess together on one team who could stop the Chicago White Sox. Well, they, they pretty much didn't do anything. Yeah. It's a perfect example. Yeah. All right. So Chase Young, he fooled me much like RG three fooled me, or maybe I'm a terrible judge of sporting character. I thought Chase Young was incredibly mature and poised and focused on being a great football player. I thought he was essentially a sure thing. I endorsed taking him over what was considered a reach of Tua Tungavailoa or Justin Herbert, and I now look like an idiot. I've heard reports. You've probably heard people tell you 
off the field, partying, nightlife, drinking, gambling, not focused on his craft. We know for a fact that he loved to promote himself and missed certain mini camps because he was shooting commercials. So he clearly put the self-promotion ahead of actual achievement on the field. I'm not saying he's the worst person in the world, but he fooled me, Galdi, because I really thought he was that guy. He seemed can't miss, or at least as close to can't miss as you can get. You know, one of the reasons that the team did not go with one of those quarterbacks in the first round of the 2020 draft, I think, was this feeling of, well, he could be good, but, you know, a lot of these top five quarterbacks don't pan out. And right. so the, the edge guy who is so good, that's more of a sure thing. Like, maybe one of these quarterbacks ends up being good, but we know that this edge rusher named Chase Young is going to end up being great. And you know, it's odd because he had that great rookie season. You mentioned RG3. The parallels are almost eerie. Each guy a number two overall pick. Each guy an AP rookie of the year in some form. Each guy suffers a devastating right knee injury either at the end of his rookie season right. or shortly into the second season. And each guy ends up not lasting beyond four seasons with Washington. Uh, and each guy ends up being a behind-the-scenes problem in, in in some sort of way. So, like, it, it is it is very strange the way that each one ended up working out. You look at the bigger picture with the team, two number two overall picks in a span of nine years, right? 2012 with RG3, 2020 with Chase. Neither works out. Like, that right there is part of why this team is in the state that it's in. When you blow it with two number two overall picks, even with each guy being a rookie of the year in some form, uh, that says so much. You know, it's a funny thing with the quarterbacks because multiple teams missed on Justin Herbert. That's clear. I remember the Tua thing. I did not advocate for them taking Tua. He has been hurt a lot. He was hurt a yeah. ton in Alabama. He's been hurt a lot in the NFL. So Washington not taking him didn't bother me. But clearly when healthy, the guy is really good. We know that. And, you know, I don't know how fair it is to bring this up. But, you know, of course, Jalen Hurts was in that draft, too, although, you know, he went later in the draft. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when the epitaph is written on Ron Rivera, what was done with that number two overall pick it stands out because if the team had taken Justin Herbert, and it's a hindsight thing to say, I get right. it, but that, that could have changed everything. So the Josh Harris rebuild is afoot. It's obvious that Rivera is not going to be around next year. Who of the Martys, either Marty Herney or Martin Mayhew, in the front office will be around? I don't know. Maybe you have some thoughts on that. And are they committed to rebuilding around Sam Howell? I don't think they're committed to anything. I think what Sam does over the final nine games of this regular season is going to dictate that. I think he's actually been pretty good, even with this gargantuan sack problem, although we only got sacked one time in the previous game. But you, you got to see more. I mean, you can't declare anything with certainty. I, I think right. Ron, the Martys, I think they're all out. I think there's going to be a total revamping of football ops. What about uh, Biennemi? Biennemi is the real wild card in that, or does he get yeah. washed out too? No, I, I think he is the wild card. I think a lot of that depends on what happens with Sam. I think if Sam is rising and they feel like they have a good thing going, it's possible the enemy gets that head coaching job. Although, uh, you know, again, you got to see more. It, it would be weird, right, if you hired a head coach and said you have to have the enemy as the offensive coordinator. So I, I think it's probably head coach or bust for the enemy with this team next season. But I think he's got a shot at it. Again, if Sam Howell does well with him, you know, the enemy's kind of been a mixed bag. He's had some really good games. He's had some awful games so far. So, you know, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. But I think a total blowing up of football ops is going to happen. The commanders last Thursday afternoon announced the hiring of this guy, Eugene Shen, who's going to preside over analytics for them. Um, I think oh, something like that. that oh, golly. You, you know, you know how that speaks to me. analytics. Here we yeah. go. 
Yeah, and, and and Harris is all about it. I mean, we know what he's done with the Sixers <laughs> and also the Devils, like big analytics movements with those teams. So I think that that's coming to the commanders, and hopefully it's done in a way that leads to great success. What they did in trading both Montez Sweat and Chase Young reeks of, you know, analytical thinking and um, doing things in a way that I think is in uh, accordance with the current NFL. So we'll see. But who Josh hires to run football ops, that, that's a massive question and that is uh, i think uh, such an interesting thing uh, that that matters so much all right i've got a thousand dollars of my money i'm handing to you but you've got to put it on a year in which the commanders make the playoffs next what year is that well you may laugh but if they <laughs> this year <laughs> <laughs> no not to, well you know it could be but probably not get good odds look, on that if the right people are hired, it could happen as soon as next year. You know the NFL well. Like, it doesn't take five years yeah. to turn a program around. Like, the, the regimes that work, you know within a season or two whether the regimes are working. And that's been one of the issues with Ron. He's talked about, you know, three to five years. And we're all like, we keep looking around the NFL and we're saying, no, it's like one to two years. Like, if you're doing a good job, you can get the thing up and running in one to two years. So, if Josh Harris hires good people, or at least the people he hires hire good people, then I think as soon as next season, the team could be a playoff team. But certainly within the next two seasons, uh, well, things could be good again. Yeah, 9-8 and eight is a playoff season if the dice come out of the tumbler the right way for the other teams in your division and in your conference, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, seven teams in each conference making it, and... You know, we all we all know the NFL like it's incredibly random. The sample size that is the regular season is small. And so you get these high variance results. So, yeah, like it could happen next season. All right. To uh, baseball, the playoffs have now officially become a farce. Change my mind as the meme goes. Yeah, I am not going to argue too hard against that. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, I think a lot of it is what you want from your postseason. Like do you better want teams. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm with you on that. I, I like a regular the best season to have teams. Meaning. Yeah, I, I don't know. mind. I don't mind market size. I want the best teams. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't like this cheapening of the regular season the last two years. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is it's only been two years with the new format, so maybe you got to see more. But the initial results scream what you do in the regular season don't matter so much anymore. Like get a hundred wins, knock yourself out, whatever. It doesn't mean much come the postseason. And I, you know, I don't want MLB to become like the NBA, like the NHL, like college basketball to where you feel like you can ignore the regular season and just pay attention come the playoffs. And you know, the playoffs are exciting because you get these upsets and nothing's for sure. But MLB has, has, so much invested in the regular season, right? Six months, 162 games, so much revenue for the league comes via ticket sales and local television money. The regular season matters. You can't just punt on the regular season. And these last two Octobers are conditioning people to, to not get that invested in what happens April through September. And I don't think that's good for the sport. I would go four teams each conference, and I would go 7-7-7. Seven, seven, seven. So you have seven games to figure it out. If you're a hundred win team, even if you start out oh two out of the gate in a series, and call today one wild card, all four teams play right away seven 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 parade. I think if you're trying to identify the team that truly is the best team, something like that is the way to go. But we know that that's not the goal. The goal is the money, 
The goal I is, to, is, to, is to, you know, I mean, you know how it is, right? You want the expanded postseason. You want the additional revenue. And so the weird thing is the, the networks don't even want that much postseason baseball. They've told baseball, yeah, okay, we'll carry it, but we're not wild about it. The ratings, as you know, yeah. are now hitting new lows, which was expected, but I don't know. It, 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 would be nice, it would just be nice to see better teams. That said, what have you taken out of the World Series as last night the Texas Rangers just went softball on the Diamondbacks, racing out to a 10 nothing lead, holding on to win 11-7. They're one game away from their first World Series championship ever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing run that the Rangers have had. Uh, you know, they destroyed the Orioles in the ALDS and really haven't looked back since. Did that um, hurt you, I, by the way, as a oh, longtime that, Oriole that, fan? That was that was rough. I mean, now the O's, what they've done, I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping the Commanders do. Like, what the O's have done has been spectacular. But, yeah, the, the O's got stomped by Texas. There's no doubt about that. I love, though, Bruce Bochy. Like, Bruce Bochy reeks old school in so many ways. He, he's got a voice that screams he's, he's had who knows how many thousands of bottles of whiskey and smoked who knows how many cigarettes in his life, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, all, all the guy does is win. I mean, Padres, Giants, Rangers. Bruce Bochy supposedly retired years ago. Here he is about to win a World Series with uh, the Texas Rangers. I just I find that hysterical. And in a time in which baseball is filled with managers in, you know, their 30s and 40s, and, you know, these managers are almost puppets for the baseball ops departments. Here's the guy, Bruce Bochy, from the old school, you know, looks and speaks like he's from the old school, but he wins. Like, he is doing well in this current environment, so I give him a lot of credit. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yeah. The yeah, Bruce exactly. Bochy story. He's like the trader Jack McKeon for yes. the new age, a guy who was basically plucked to take over for what? Jeff Torborg, I believe, for the Marlins, and goes all the way to a parade with the Marlins. The 2003 Marlins, Jack McKeon, by the way, still an employee uh, in baseball. He's a special assistant for the Nationals. He's almost 100 years old, and yet he's actually on the Nats payroll, or at least he has been in recent years. All right, two stories. I'll ask you if you believe either one. Story number one, Connor Stallions may have been on Central Michigan sideline spying for Michigan in this whole sign-stealing scandal. Photographs now have come out that make it say, wait a minute, is that the same guy? Do you believe they will find out and prove that he had infiltrated the other team's sideline? <laughs> I hope so. I, I, I tell you. <laughs> do, you I really believe, am- do you believe that that could be true? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. That'd but be fucking I- crazy. If he did that, Harbaugh has to be fired. That's cheating beyond anything we've seen in football, I think. You, you could argue it's innovation, but uh, but yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, you should have been top, a lawyer, Galdi. <laughs> yeah. Is it at the top of, of the mountain of morality? No. Uh, but yeah, I think there is something to be admired about that, but that's just, I'm hoping they find out. Well, I don't know about hoping. I, I, I kind of believe they're going to go, uh, just was a guy that looked like him. What blows me, (laughs) what blows me away is that these coaches don't have a better handle on who the fuck is everyone here on the sideline. Like the sideline should be a more reserved place that it's hard to get on one. And I guess apparently Connor Stallions might've infiltrated uh, Central Michigan sideline. We'll see about that. Story number two, this was from this morning after uh, Josh McDaniels got whacked in Vegas uh, overnight. Yeah. According to The Athletic, in their Premium Plus Instant inbox, here's how it went down. The last straw they report was when McDaniels, who's well-known around the leagues as a all-out-for-Halloween guy, came to the Raiders facility on Monday dressed as the owner, Mark Davis, 
the day after losing to the Lions on Monday. Davis seemed to take it in stride at first. He appeared to laugh, even ordered his now trademark P.F. Chang's lunch, delivered to Coach McDaniels to, quote, complete the look. After the two had eaten, though, Davis suggested McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read inside, you're fired, hotshot. <laughs> this, according to multiple sources who viewed the the lunch. Do you believe that story, Gold? I do. There's a line in Seinfeld from Kramer of a story like that has got to be true. And I, that's what I would say to that, because that is so bizarre and so out there that how could that not be true? Like, I, who would make something like that up? I, I don't know. It seems too elaborate. I don't know how you get a fortune cookie where you can slip in your own customized <laughs> yeah. message. But I guess if you're a billionaire owner like Mark Davis, you figure out a way to do it. But if that story turns out to be true, it's an even better firing than Mark's old man when he fired Lane Kiffin and bragged about not paying him while using an ancient 1970s overhead projector like you and I grew up with in elementary school to explain why he fired him. Josh McDaniels, man. This has got to be it for him as a head coach. Got to be it. We're done with this, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he got hired once and then quit the job before taking it in Indy. And his his whole persona as the lucky McRabbit's foot off the Bill Belichick tree has nothing left in it. Didn't work no. in Denver, didn't work in Oakland or Vegas, I should say, and looks like this could be the end. But, hey, it's going to get paid a lot of money, so there you go. Anything else that is interesting to you, Galdi, that I don't even have on my list, a quick one or two second, one or two minute blurb about something that is fascinating you in the world of sports or beyond? Uh, no, I mean, I think, uh, you, you got everything I would think about here. Okay. Our guy, our guy, Taylor Heineke is back to being a starting quarterback. I got a kick out of that. I, I love that kid. I yeah. love his grind. I love his moxie. I love the fact that the league is so starved for quarterbacks. Yeah. Atlanta was smart to grab him on the cheap because he's a backup QB. You can actually trust to throw a few passes. Because the Giants certainly did not trust their third stringer to throw anything. No, I mean, I think if you're ranking the backup quarterbacks, he's probably like he's a top there. 10 backup. Yes. And I, I think that that matters. Like, I think if you're building a roster, that is one of your top positions. Like, who is your QB2? So he's a good one. I, I wish Washington had kept him. Yeah. All right. Well, look at the time. I have no time to bring up the Wizards. I was going to go to an in-depth deep dive on the Wizards. <laughs> But then I realized I don't even know shit about who's on the team. Is Kyle Kuzma still the centerpiece of the team? He is for now, but I I don't know how much longer that'll be the case. Okay, I know I know Rui Hachimura is gone. Yes. Who who else? Who else is the centerpiece of the team? Well, they have Jordan Poole, who got knocked the bleep out by Draymond Green last October. (laughs) That's right. Uh, They have Bilal Koulibaly, who they got in the first round of this year's draft. Uh, No, they're they're tanking. I mean, right now in D.C. sports, you have the Nationals, the Capitals, and now the Commanders all rebuilding. We've never really had something like that. Rebuilding or tanking? Are we in a tank uh, of Palooza right now in Washington? Uh, you are with the Wizards, and you have been with the Nats. I think the Nats are trying to come out of it. And the Caps could be joining them soon. So you could have all four of the big four rebuilding slash tanking shortly. Yeah. Tanking is like steroids, Galdi. You can curse it all you want, but people do it for a reason. Yep, absolutely. It, it works. works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. Uh, the Al Galdi Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. My friend, great to chat as always, and we'll talk again soon. I always enjoy it. Thank you. 
If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Quick follow-up as we close out here with some feedback. Quick follow-up on the... Al Davis, or excuse me, Mark Davis firing of Josh McDaniel's story. It was a prank by PFT commenter. I should have taken a second to go, okay, hold on a second. Where is this from? Is there independent reporting on this? Is there such a thing? Well played, PFT commenter. You got us. Funny thing is, it sounds plausible. The Raiders, though, are a complete disaster at this point. And the money they're spending on guys to not coach the team is staggering. $40 million still left to pay McDaniels. $80 million still left to pay Gruden, although there's litigation, I think, still involved in that. They fired their coach for the second time midseason in three years. They can't talk to another head coach candidate who's on another roster until January of 2020 or January 22nd of 2024. Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach. Hey, that's the former linebacker who was a he was a redskin. He was a giant. Good guy. Maybe he'll be a good coach. And they've named Aiden O'Connell the starter, so they owe $32 million left, I think, give or take, to Jimmy Garoppolo to not quarterback for them. So 40 for McDaniels, 80 for Gruden, 32 for Garoppolo, carry the one. That's a, that's a shit ton of money. For coaches and quarterbacks who are no good. That is the state of the Raiders. One other NFL note real quick. No flex. The Week 10 Sunday night football game between the Jets and Raiders was not flexed before the deadline passed on Wednesday. So on November 12th, it'll be Jets and Raiders, whether you like it or not. 8.20 p.m. Sunday night football just as scheduled. Damn. So even though the Raiders story was not true, it is looking more and more like the Connor Stallions on the sideline of Central Michigan story is probably true. And I say this because I've seen more photos. Central Michigan has said they are looking into the matter. And I think if it was not Connor Stallions, 
then it, they would have said, no, nah, no, nah, that's not Connor Stallions. That's, uh, you know, that's uh, Bert Flimson. He's our quality control coach. He's always on the sideline. So, yeah, uh, good try, but no, we, we, we pay attention to who's on the sideline. This is, if true, so egregious that, yes, of course, Jim Harbaugh has to be fired. And what's interesting is that Paul Feinbaum made a good point about even though the college football playoff committee said, hey, uh, they said this on Tuesday night when they came out their first rankings with Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4. They said, hey, you know, well, you know we're not getting into this. This is, a, this is a NCAA thing. Here's what Paul Feinbaum points out, which is, okay, so the college football playoff committee doesn't want to get into it. The NCAA is investigating, but that can be tied up and tied down in, you know, years of investigating and then litigating afterwards. Where's the Big Ten Conference, of which many of their member institutions who pay in to help keep the conference running, were allegedly victims of Harbaugh's cheating? Here's Feinbaum. Paul, no story has ever been more right up your alley, I think, than this one is. What, what, what do you think of all this? Let me, let me address the court for just a second, Greeny. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, I sat here with you and made the biggest mistake of my professional career. I gave Jim Harbaugh the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Never again. I thought it was too early to come down on him. It's not, it's not too early anymore. It's actually getting very late for him. I mean, this is a disgusting story with every revelation, which happens every single day of the week. And the fact that the Big Ten has not done anything yet is inexcusable. Uh, that's the only mechanism to stop this train. And quite frankly, a lot of people think it should be stopped. It's up to Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, to step in. They have the, they're the only people with jurisdiction. The NCAA can be looking at this for the rest of our lives. And as far as whether Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, that's really up to NFL franchises, whether or not they want to get in business with this guy right now. So there you go. And I'm going to bet the under on that because – in college football, money is everyone's God. And they will worship their God, and they will genuflect to their God, and they will do nothing to anger that God. And that includes conferences who will say, hmm, yeah, it's a tough deal. Several of our lesser teams might have been victimized by Jim Harbaugh's alleged cheating, but guess what? We could have two teams in the college football playoff. Money, money, money! We'll see what happens from here, but it's getting very dicey. Some feedback. Always reachable at Zabe at Yahoo.com. Let's go through them. Uh, This one from Tim Gore. Zabe, Andy Dalton is still with the Panthers. Just letting you know. Yep, that was a mistake by me. A bad mistake. Should have known. I was blurting out names. I forgot he's still in the league. This one from Scott Beeman. SNL, exclamation point, Steed. As a lifetime fan of SNL, I was pleased to hear the George Washington clip from Nate Bargatze, or Bargatze. I just recently found the Fly on the Wall podcast. It's hosted by David Spade and Dana Carvey. They interview old SNL classmate, castmates, where writers, and even Lorne Michaels, the producer of the show, very good, very funny. Just passing this on in case you hadn't heard of it, great listening for mowing or traveling, enjoying the show. Thank you, Scott Beeman, for that. This one from Mark Kornichik. 
Hi, Steve. Maybe not the apocryphal urban legend of razor blades and apples, but it's close. Headline, Cumberland County finds sewing needles inside candy in Silver Spring Township. Yikes. Put it in the candy, which kids are likely to eat, and it's a sewing needle, so it's a lot easier to see. There's some sick fucking people in the world, that's for sure. Wayne Fritz says, thanks for Mel Candy Jr. Thanks for doing it, Steez, on the Milwaukee show at least. You've resisted it the last couple of years, saying it's played out. And I respect that that's your right, but I always look forward to it, even if it is something that's been done many a year. It goes along with your Thanksgiving versus Fourth of July, Tale the Tape, and other such staples. I loved hearing it. Thanks for the memories. Wayne Fritz, Mesa, Arizona, one percenter since 05. Save me a spot, Mesa. I'm a coming. Save me a spot. This one titled Candy. Zabe, my wife keeps that caramel apple lollipop company in business. Buys them off of Amazon by the bushel. You might not have heard this on the Zabecast. This was on the Milwaukee show. Somebody pointed me in the direction of a candy I'd never seen or heard of before, which is lollipops that are miniature fake caramel apples. So in other words, they have caramel, but an apple-y sort of coating to it, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But they're very chewy and apparently delicious. I've not tried them. Thank you for the email. That's from one Scott Lawrence. What? Scott Lawrence? It's my college roommate right there. My man, Scotty. Thank you very much for that email. This one from Gary in Jacksonville. Wandering in the desert already, Steve? You know, two days into the week after a fabulous NFL Sunday, and you seem interested in talking about everything but the recent games. WTF, Gary in Jacksonville. Gary, you're not wrong. Shame on me. I get to this point of the NFL year every year in which I don't want to say I'm fatigued by the NFL. I don't want to say I'm exhausted per se, but you know, my interest like everyone else's, my attention span starts to wander just a bit. That's all. And I think I'm kind of really focusing in on the Packers right now, and especially after this Razul Douglas trade, which is not a signal of tanking per se, but it it's a stupid, shitty deal, I think, if you are still trying to have a season. Of course, some have said, well, you're the one that has a problem. You don't get it. They're 2-5. and five. They stink. They're not having a season. My feeling was, well, I still want to try to have kind of a season. But yeah. Uh, I need to focus more. I need to get a consistent, give you guys my thoughts, quick pop, 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 pop on every NFL game, if not on Mondays, which can be tough as we travel back from Lambeau and it gets to be a bit hectic on Sundays. If not Mondays, at least on Tuesday's pod, I've got to go run through them. Shame on me. That's a mistake on my part. And then there's this, Dave Baru, tyranny of the algorithm. Steed, I do love Apple. But about a month ago, they blocked all Blaze podcasts. That's Glenn Beck's website and media company. Apparently, they said it was a error. Right. And the Blaze was restored after a short time. However, in the interim, when it was blocked, I started listening to the Blaze on Spotify and subsequently decided, hey, why patronize Apple in any way more than I have to? 
So I listen to you and all the other podcasts on Spotify. Yes, a perfectly fine platform. And I do believe Spotify is a pretty neutral actor. Spotify also resisted banning Joe Rogan for some things that he said 10 or more years ago. And of course, we're taken out of context. I believe they are Swedish-owned. Yes, they are. And the Swedes really distinguish themselves as bastions of both free speech and COVID freedom. You might want to consider giving Spotify a plug next time. Well, I gave him a plug right here, so no need for next time. Thank you, Dave, for that email. All right, that's a wrap for me today. Good run today. Thank you, Al Galdi, for picking up the phone. Always great to talk to him. Tomorrow, Scott and Solly together, you are looking live. You'll be, you'll, will be looking live at week nine in the NFL, and we'll go through all the games. Plus, I'll get those boys to touch on some other stuff outside of the week nine games. And, of course, Mr. X as well. You can subscribe by going to zabe.com slash premium and being a subscriber. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.